welcome to episode 117 of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, rubbish, the backpacking trash episode. We'll answer some questions about trash on the trail, then share our top five favorite pieces of trash we've found over this past year while hiking and backpacking. Then on the Summit Gear Review, we'll let you in on a fisherman's secret for containing little bits of refuse. For today's backpack hack of the week, a quick hack that will keep your pots, pans, and mugs clean. And we'll wrap up the show with a little trail wisdom from someone who considers all trail experiences to be gifts. All this and that's about it. Today on the first 40 miles. I think one of the big shifts in our mindset over the past 10 years, maybe even longer, has been this idea that trash doesn't just disappear. Um, I know a lot of public facilities, they'll have two trash cans. One will say recycle, and the one right next to it will say landfill. Because they want you to make that mental shift in your mind that what you're throwing in the trash can, you know, even though you can't see it anymore, it doesn't disappear. And the same thing goes for trash on the trail. What you don't use, or, you know, the wrapper that you take off of something, won't just disappear once you take it off. You have to have, I guess, a management plan for it and know exactly what you're going to do with that trash while you're on the trail. So one of the big questions that I had on my first backpacking trip was, what do I do with the extra food that I don't eat? Can I just fling it out into the woods and let it decompose? Because I know that it will, it's food. And then it could get eaten by some little micro bears a.k.a. chipmunks. (laughs) Um, So yeah, what do I do with all this food that maybe I didn't feel like eating tonight? Yeah, this is probably the most uh, maybe, what's the word? Um, On the scale from nuclear waste to whatever's on the other end, food is on the other end. Yeah, food's pretty soft. Food's pretty um, benign. Like you would think, oh, if I left this dinner here, it's not going to... you know, poison an entire city. And in fact, it it's maybe something that would help a little chipmunk. Yeah, it might even feed a starving animal. Right. So what's and wrong with that? So it's a little bit uh, deceptive. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for that we think, ah, yeah, leftover food. I will just leave it here for the animals. It'll be good for them. No, we're, we're shaking our heads. No, <laughs> you can't hear it. <laughs> we're shaking our heads. No, if you packed it in, You're going to be packing it out. So what are your options if you have a bowl full of food that you're not going to finish? Give it to someone else to finish. That's one option. That's a good option. I'll take your food. Yeah, and and sometimes I'll take your food. You know, you get tired of the one thing that you're eating, but if you pass it around, you get a little variety. Yeah, that's true. Another thing that you can do is you can possibly save it for later, um, even just a few hours later. I know people are all worried about foodborne illnesses. Well, I think there's a window. And I think if you heat something up after it's past that window, in my experience, 
that's a pretty good way to kill germs. So your mileage may vary, but I feel safe eating something a couple hours later. And when you're preparing your meals on a backpacking trip, keep it in mind. You try to prepare just the amount that you're going to need for that meal, but sometimes it's hard to gauge how hungry you are. But at home, you always prepare extra, and then you just put the leftovers in the fridge. And that's not the way you do it on a backpacking trip. It's, it's a lot better if you can prepare as close as possible to the amount you think you're going to eat so you don't have a ton of leftovers after the meal. Okay, let's take it one step further beyond food. We'll call it post-food. What do I do with my used toilet paper? What are my options? We covered this really in depth in episode 34, Privy, the bathroom episode. When you say we covered it in depth, did you mean like six to eight inches deep? Approximately. Okay. Yeah, and about uh, four inches in diameter? Correct. That's about what I was estimating. We covered it 200 feet away from water, (laughs) four to six inches in diameter, and six to eight inches deep. Perfect. Depending on the area you're in, uh, it may be such a sensitive environment that you actually need to pack it out. And either you can bring your own method to pack it out, or sometimes they'll have pack it out wag bags at the ranger office that you can use. Another option, if you don't want to do anything with used toilet paper, is you can actually use something called a pee rag. And this is really popular among a lot of female through hikers. It's just a bandana. It's kind of an interesting way to go. You know, the sunlight is supposed to do the UV ray thing and sterilize it. So that's an option if you don't want to bring toilet paper or don't want to use extra toilet paper on your trip. And we've all seen the consequences of toilet paper that hasn't been handled correctly, and it's just kind of floating on the trail somewhere or in the woods. Yeah, and no matter how much of a forest lover you are, it's really hard to bend down and pick up that white stuff. It's a lot easier to pick up like granola bar wrappers, for sure. So my next question is, where should I store my garbage? And our answer is, treat it like your food. So if you're in bear country and you need to hang your food, you also need to hang your garbage. You've got to have something to put that garbage in that uh, is going to be safe from the critters that might be running around. So it sounds like we're saying, treat your food like garbage and treat your garbage like food. Say that again? Treat your food like garbage and treat your garbage like food. Okay, can you explain that? Well, if you have leftover food, it's garbage. Ah, You can't just leave it there. You have to treat it like garbage. If you need to hang up your food at night, you need to hang up your garbage at night as well. Ah, clever, clever. I like that. (laughs) And then I think a lot of people are wondering too, is it possible to have a completely waste-free backpacking experience? It's a great question. Could you go out on a trip, whether overnight or for a whole week, and not have this accumulation of waste throughout the week or the day? Yeah, what would it take to have that happen? I guess you can reuse plastic bags or you can bring lightweight containers like Nalgene makes some really sturdy screw top containers that would be awesome. You know, they're not as crushable as a plastic bag, so they are not going to fit in those little nooks and crannies in your food bag, but they'll last forever and they won't create any waste. You could also use waxed muslin cloths for cheese. 
This is waxed linen that you can use to seal your food. Cool. It's and then of... there's some way to maintain it? and Yeah, I think so. And I don't wow. think you can put it in the microwave and stuff like that. You have uh -huh. to take care of it. But hey, that's a good option for cheese because cheese is just such a great trail food. Another option is to use paper sacks for your meal mixes. And I guess I will make some allowances for paper sacks, you know, just like those lunch bags, because those are already brown. <laughs> They're the color of dirt. And those would decompose so fast. You'd you still know. pack them out, but they will decompose fast in the landfill if that's where they end up or hopefully go to recycling. Right. So lots of waste-free options if you really did want to go for a 100% waste-free backpacking experience. It sounds like a great challenge. I think this sounds like something I might try for on our next backpacking trip. I'm always up for a challenge. I love trying to figure things out. So this one sounds really good. And then the last question that I know is in the back of a lot of people's minds is what if what if I just leave my trash really deep in the woods and bury it and nobody knows about it? I just leave it back there. Does that work? Nobody will know. Nobody will know. I think it's, it really is tempting to think that your garbage won't matter, that you're the only one who's going to be affected by dumping your pot of burned food in the forest. But really think again, because... Where humans are concentrated, we have a huge impact, and trails are places of human concentration. So everything that you do makes a difference. And you've probably heard all the different numbers, you know, like a plastic container takes three decades to decompose, a rubber boot sole takes seven decades, paper takes a month, an apple core eight weeks. All of these things, yeah, eventually will probably decompose. And that decomposition depends on several things. It depends on the amount of oxygen there is, uh, the temperature, how moist everything is, the pH levels. You've got some areas in the wilderness where uh, it's cold most of the year, maybe frozen, and that decomposition is just going to stop for nine or ten months out of the year. And so you multiply, you know, the the 300 years that it takes for an aluminum can to decompose, well, that might be down where we live in front of our house. And that might be a thousand years or 3,000 years up on a mountain somewhere. But to be fair, not all trash is bad. My kids found a closed cell phone pad that I used in the hammock on one of our trips that really upped the comfort for me. So thank you to whoever discarded that ripped up foam pad. <laughs> it was great. And if you're looking for a little more information about how to handle the trash and waste uh, that you generate while you're on a backpacking trip, check out episode 23, where we had a good discussion about it. Uh, that's at thefirst40miles.com slash 023. And for our top five list today, we have the top five pieces of cool trail trash that we found this year. And we're not advocates of trashing the trail, but let's get real. Not all trash is bad. Sometimes it makes for fascinating trail talk and awesome resources for hacks to your existing gear. We found a way to have fun with these items. And I was thinking as I prepared for this episode that this little segment is either going to be just kind of funny, goofy, or very serious. <laughs> How are we going to take it? 
I don't know. I think it'll be up to who's listening. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, our trash says a lot about who we are. We laughed at all of these things that we found, and yet it's too bad that they were there. Well, the number one piece of cool trail trash that we found this year was a Mylar balloon at Mirror Lake. Our 14-year-old found it, and it was a fully, well, mostly fully inflated Mylar balloon. And so he opened it up and sucked the helium from it and did some funny voices with the balloon. So provided some entertainment. I'm sure someone in the Portland area let that balloon go, or maybe they didn't let it go. Maybe it escaped. That happens all the time with these Mylar balloons. <laughs> and had no idea that it would end up on the shores of Mirror Lake. The number two piece of cool trail trash that we found this year was a tent pole. And we found this at Rogue River. It was part of a tent pole, actually. It wasn't even the full thing. It was just a segment. And our eight-year-old son figured out that he could blow into it and the campfire would go crazy. So he spent quite a bit of time blowing the coals with this tent pole bellows. And I'm sure we had the hottest, cleanest burning fire on the entire Rogue River. Our third cool trash find from last year was also on the Rogue River. Actually, a couple things, both glasses. Well, one was a pair of glasses without glass. It was just the frames. And as I was hiking along the trail, I found these cool-looking, like, uh, police officer-style sunglasses. Took a selfie with them. Uh, <laughs> They were really nice sunglasses, but it's funny. I think the ones that didn't have the lenses in them that were all like rusted and mangled, those ones ended up getting passed around to everyone. And I think we all put them on at one time. Hours of entertainment. The number four piece of cool trail trash that we found was a logging skid. And we found this on some tree farm property it's open to the public, so you can take these day hikes on it. But we went wandering off trail and just kind of through the woods. And as we were wandering through the woods, all of a sudden we see this hunk of iron, big pieces of iron and wire type things and rods and plates. And we're like, what is this? Yeah, when you come across something that massive, it's almost like finding a modern fossil. It's like discovering the bones from a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's just huge. And you're like, wow, how did someone just, like, how did it just end up here and it never moved from here? Yeah, like, how it's did it story. get lost? Right. <laughs> yeah, so that one's, that one's still a head scratcher. Someone, if you're missing a logging skid or part of a bulldozer, Please contact us via Facebook because we know where your logging skit is. Yeah, and if you're missing that logging skit, <laughs> you're really old by now. <laughs> and the last piece of cool trail trash that we found this year was a cracked open bowling ball. I don't think I know very many people who have seen the inside of a bowling ball. I don't know, maybe Mr. Rogers had a, an episode of his show where he went to a bowling ball factory, and so kids that were born in the 70s have all seen the inside of a bowling ball. But seeing the inside of it was like, whoa, I always wondered what was in there. Yeah, and seeing it on a trail in the woods of all places. Yeah. Nowhere even close to a bowling alley. Yeah. You kind of wonder, like, did it drop from an airplane? Whoa. <laughs> like, how did Hope it not. get there? 
so many questions unanswered. I don't know. But I do know, even though this was cool trail trash, it probably would have been better if it weren't there. So we'd like to invite you, if you've seen some amazing trail trash, please share it on Facebook or on Twitter. Tell us your trail trash story. And we'll all have a good laugh at some of the amazing trail trash finds. But underneath that laugh... There's a uh, lesson. There's like, you know, that is. little twinge of like, oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, like we could do better. We could do better. Yeah, for sure. For today's Summit Gear Review, we will be reviewing the Piopod. The Piopod is a teeny little trash can designed for all those little bits and pieces of string and hooks that fishermen have, but can easily become your go-to trash can for all of that micro trash that's on the trail. Typically as backpackers, that's what we run into is the micro trash. We're not finding bowling balls. We're finding little rubber bands or the corner off of a granola bar. That's really common to see on the trail. And nobody means to leave it there, but it just kind of ends up there. And as we run into these little tiny pieces of trash along the trail, you know, we pick them up and maybe stick them in our pocket of our hiking pants or the pocket of our coat or something. Or maybe we do have a pouch in our backpack or a Ziploc baggie or something, you know, where we kind of stash these little bits that we find. But they can really kind of become, I don't know, is pernicious the right word? Like you end up getting a pocket full of just this little tiny stuff and then you put your hands in your pocket you take your hands back out, and all of a sudden, all the trash is back on the trail again. <laughs> and so the Piopod just makes it really nice for picking up those little pieces of trash and making sure they actually get trapped in a container that's not going to let go of them. Yeah, it has a really great top. I mean, it looks just like a little mini trash can, but the top has these three slits in it with a hole in the center. And it's kind of a, I don't know, it has that kind of silicone feel to it. So it's a little bit sticky. So when you stick the trash in, it's going to stay in there. It kind of traps itself in there. The Piopod is made using recycled materials. As far as utility goes, the Piopod has a clip on it so that you can clip it to your belt or you can put it on a strap of your backpack. It also has an attachment point on it if you wanted to attach it to your pack using a carabiner or a zip tie. As far as math goes, it weighs one ounce or 30 grams, and the dimensions are about three and a fourth inch high and about two inches in diameter. It's about the size of a film canister from back in the day where there used to be film canisters. Yeah, just a little bit bigger. Yeah, just a little bit bigger. I don't know. Would you say that's the size of like a... Actually, it's the size of a ice cream cone. The, the little tiny free ones that they give you at fast food restaurants sometimes? Yeah, maybe. maybe. No, it's more like the big sized ones. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> we don't have to agree on it. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of something else. What is, What is the real size of this? The size of half a baked potato. We'll go with that. <laughs> right. I don't know. A salt, a salt or pepper shaker. Oh, those no, no, no. Vary in I size. was shopping for a salt and pepper shaker on Amazon, and they come in wild variety of sizes. Right. There's, yeah, I don't know what this is. I think the, we'll stick with the measurements. Three and a fourth by two inches. Okay. 
make it scientific this time. For maintenance, you'll just want to empty it when you get back home. All you need to do is lift off the lid and empty the trash and then put the lid back on and you're ready to go. And if you want to throw it in the dishwasher, that should be fine, right? Yeah. For investment, the PioPod is $13. And for trial, the PioPod does a great job of holding teeny trash. So threads, cigarette butts, wrappers, a shirt tag, a rubber band, mylar corner off of a granola bar, unburned paper, a gum wrapper, a water bottle lid, the little water bottle lid security rings, you know, that are attached to the oh, cap. Oh, right, right. That breaks yes. as you open the bottle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you find those on the trail. So all of those things can fit in your PioPod. The one question that we haven't answered is, what does PioPod mean? Do you have any guesses, Josh? Nope. I'll give you a clue. Pio, the first part of the word PioPod, is an acronym for something. Hmm. A personal... I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Pio stands for pack it out. Oh, right. Isn't that clever? It's a little pack it out pod. The main people who buy Pio pods are fishermen who have all those little pieces of micro trash. You know, they're always clipping strings, clipping hooks, you know, discarding things, all those little pieces of micro trash. But this is just as relevant to backpackers who just want easy access to a little trash receptacle. You know, at first glance, maybe it seems like a ridiculous piece of gear to be walking around with a trash can attached to you. But it really kind of puts care for our trails at the forefront of your mind. If you have that trash can attached to you or attached to your pack, you'll be less likely to walk past a little shred of something or a string. You'll be more likely to pick it up and prevent the buildup of micro trash. For today's backpack hack of the week, a tiny trail scrubby sponge. There's something better I could have called that tiny trail scrubby sponge. Now that's enough of a tongue okay. twister, I think. Yeah, just start Great. saying that over and over several times. Cool. Well, this is the perfect two-minute hack that you can do with the stuff that you probably already have at home. Just scissors and a sponge. So just take one of your non-scratching sponges, or even the sponge that's sitting on your kitchen sink right now, and cut it with scissors to a smaller size. So you can use this to clean your Sierra cup, your titanium spoon, and the mini size takes up less space and it will dry much more quickly. What's your favorite size? One square inch, two square inches? <laughs> when I made mine, I did two inches by two inches and I used the green non-scratching sponge. I just picked up a pack at the dollar store and they're the kind that are... Um, they feel really rough. They're not the squishy cellulose kind. So they're really great for getting all those baked on bits off of your food. You know, the ones that don't just rinse off. Josh has an even better hack for cleaning dishes on the trail. <laughs> so some people will need the scrubby sponge, but Josh just does the swish and drink method. My hack weighs nothing. <laughs> so the way it works is uh, as I'm finishing my meal, I make sure that I don't let my Sierra cup sit around very long. 
as soon as I take that last bite out of the cup and everything is still kind of wet and squishy, I pour a little bit of water in the cup and I start just swirling it around in my cup. I just hold it there for maybe a minute or so, swirling around in my cup, and that starts to dissolve whatever is in the Sierra cup, kind of loosen it up, and then I drink it. Because there's nothing wrong with it, right? You're like it's, a human dishwasher. It's my meal mixed with water, so it's perfectly fine. I mean, it's not very tasty because it's really diluted, but I can deal with it. That's funny. You remind me of the Maytag. You know the new commercials with the Maytag man, and instead of a refrigerator, there's the Maytag man standing there holding all this food and kind of jogging in place. <laughs> anyway, you're like the Maytag man. You're your own dishwasher. Well, there you go. So I drink that and then I put a little bit more water in and swish it around, you know, till it's clean. Good to go. No waste at all. Perfect. Well, either hack will work for keeping your dishes clean. And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Cindy Ross. And this is from Journey on the Crest from 1987. She said, take nothing for granted. Not one blessed cool mountain day, or one hellish desert day, or one sweaty, stinky hiking companion. It is all a gift. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you've been on a backpacking trip, share your story at thefirst40miles.com slash story. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles. The furs? What does that mean? <laughs> Maybe fire? Yeah. Also has what attachment a, point. A tab? <laughs> no. You're just saying that to make fun of me because you know I like tabs. <laughs>